0: I grew up in church, I was baptized, and I called myself a Christian. But what does that mean to you? In retrospect, I was saved. I did begin a relationship with God at a young age, but I never grew my relationship with God. I read devotion, sometimes the Bible, and I did pray, though not regularly. My Christianity was more religion than relationship, and I'm not sure I recognized that until Monica died. In grief, I could not see a future, Any kind of life beyond my sorrow. That came with questioning and anger. But what I saw in Monica's sickness, that was not religion. And it changed the worst days of her life to where she told people she was getting stronger as her physical body became weaker. So after four decades of religion, I began growing a relationship with God. I'll show you how to tell if you have more religion than relationship. I'll share the power that comes with relationship because it's so important to your grief journey. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by Choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and He turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing. Then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Georgia, the country, our spotlight country, and in the U.S., Texas is now the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 90 countries now. This tells me there's a need to talk about grief, and it is felt throughout the world. So, whatever state or country you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, and if that is you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me that you are taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith or her death, and you want some more information, just go to my website, griefthenumber 2 greatdaycom and click on the book tab. You'll see a book called Dying to be Healed. See, her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal. And her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding what it is you are going through. Because grief, it's not just about being sad. We talk about how to get through the day and how to grow your faith even when you don't want to talk to God. So if you are just starting your journey, please know life will change. Today is not your forever It's important for you to hear that often. That is not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one because you won't. But you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. In this second of four episodes on From Cousin Jesus to Abba Father, we're going to talk about nurturing a genuine connection with God. Now this comes down to trust and love. A month ago, I heard a lady speak about the loss of her husband. suicide. And she said something that just shocked me. She said she never asked God why. If you've listened to more than a few episodes of Grief to Great Day, you know that I was the exact opposite. I wore myself out for a full year, at least, questioning God and being angry with him. I believe it takes spiritual maturity to have the kind of trust that doesn't ask Why? And I, I did not have that kind of spiritual maturity. But grief helped me grow up because I had to choose whether I was going to follow Christ no matter what. Trusting his plan is the ultimate good for my life. So it took me like another year to come to a place of acceptance. A genuine connection with God also takes love. I know what love feels like from my husband and my closest friends. They would be at my side no matter what and no matter when. How do I know? Because they've proven it more than a few times in my life. I never felt love from God in that way before Monica died and before my grief. Now, I was a follower, but I've followed the rules more and didn't have that relational connection with God. So what would your life be like if you felt that trust and love from the God who created you? Now, to answer that, I'm going back to my childhood friend's sister who had a blog because she can eloquently highlight what I'm talking about. Kathy now lives in heaven, but she's still making an impact on Earth. This is titled Live Like You're Loved by Kathy. It keeps following me. Everywhere I go, it seems to be there. Out of nowhere, it'll start over and over again. It's a song by a group called Hawk Nelson, Called live like you're loved and for months it has played at random moments from various sources popping into my day quite unexpectedly i have learned that there are no coincidences in the kingdom of god so he has obviously put this song on my repeat and my personal playlist for a reason as a result i have been chewing on this question what does it look like to live like you're loved i am loved But let's be clear what love means in this context. The Greeks had four words for love. The love of family members for each other, the love of friends, sexual or erotic love, and the love of God. That fourth one is the focus for all that follows here. The others are great, but that fourth one, the one the Greeks call agape, is the game changer in my life and in yours. Agape love is who God is and how he loves. Me, you, it is how he defines love and himself in his word. We are his creation bearing his image. We are designed to be in relationship with him. We have the option of surrendering our lives to his keeping or going on our own way. We have the choice to be saved from our sin and its eternal consequences by trusting that Jesus died in our place on the cross or to say, No, thanks, God. I'll save myself from myself. From this point on, I am speaking only to those who have chosen to be followers of Christ, trusting him for salvation because they believe he died for them. These are the only ones among us who can truly live loved because they have accepted the gift of that love from arms outstretched and nailed to a cross. So with all that in mind, if I'm going to live like I'm loved by God, What will that look like? Here's what I've come up with so far. I am going to walk in confidence, not fear. This is not arrogance, not pride of self, but confidence in who I am as defined by God. I am a beloved daughter of the King of Kings. I am not perfect, but I am perfectly loved because that love is not based on my performance for good or for bad. God will not love me more today than he did yesterday, and he will not love me less when I do something that hurts his heart. I will not fear being fully known by him, and I will not attempt to hide from him. I will not fear offending my beloved because I will not fear retribution, retaliation, manipulation, or vindictiveness. I will choose to do my best to not offend him simply because I am his and he is mine. I am going to believe what the Beloved says about me, for good or bad. I will believe and act on the truth that there is now no condemnation because I am in Christ Jesus. I will listen when guilt comes from God, and I will know His voice because it will be about my choices, not about me. God's voice says, I love you. And because I love you, I want what's best for you. That choice you made, and He'll be very specific, Was wrong and you need to make it right. On the other hand, the voice of the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, says, You are defined by that sin. You are that sin. You are shameful and need to be ashamed. You need to hide that past act from others and pull yourself together so you can be loved. There's a powerful difference between guilt from God and guilt from Satan. The first needs to be heeded, dealt with, and then it will be done gone as far as the east is from the west. The second is a noose, a dead weight, an anchor for my soul, never going away because it is the voice of a liar and the father of lies. I am going to strive to please the one who loves me, not out of obligation or some hope of attaining more love, but simply because when one is loved well, one loves well in return. I'm going to seek the things that will make my beloved happy, and choose to do those things simply because I want to honor his love for me and demonstrate mine in return. I'm going to learn his likes and dislikes by getting to know him better. And when I am not sure of what action I should or should not take, I'm going to ask him what he thinks. I'm going to value his opinion over that of any other simply because I am so lavishly loved by God. I am going to trust that his motivation behind whatever happens is good and not bad for me and not against me. Whatever the circumstance is, I'm going to trust that he is still in control, still the king of the world, still on his throne. And even if the event is something the enemy sends and God allows, I am going to believe his promise to work it together for good in my life. I'm going to choose to trust his heart over what my eyes can see every time. I will not listen to the voice of his enemies or even my own doubts when he is silent. Instead, I will keep my face turned his way, believing the best about him, seeking him, and knowing that he will show me sooner or later whatever it is he wants for me out of even these difficult circumstances. I am going to savor every message, every gift, every reminder that my beloved is thinking about me. I will take time to read his love letter to me, learning from it, and allowing it to correct my thinking, my worldview, and my ways. I'm going to see his hand in the beauty around me and not miss love notes and the little gifts that are strewn across the day. The three cranes I saw flying together on Sunday, the flowers blooming in my garden, the hug from a small child, and laughter with a friend, just a few of his good gifts. I'm going to give him the credit for every good and perfect gift that comes from the Father of Light. I am going to consult my beloved in everything, leaning into him at all times, for all things. The tiny things as well as the huge, the choices that seem life-changing and the ones that seem meaningless. I'm going to allow him to make the plan for my day and I will sign off on it before I even know what's in it. I'm going to view my life with him as an adventure, no matter where it takes me or what inconveniences happen. I am going to ask for his help with everything from opening a jar to getting through traffic to giving me the words to say when I write this blog. Pick up that phone or teach that lesson. And lastly, I am going to shine. His love, it's going to rub off of me and leak onto you. It is going to pour through the conduit of my life and splash out into the lives of others. It's going to show up in how I treat the waiter, how I wait in a long line at the store, how I drive in traffic, what I post on social media, how I speak about elected officials, what I do about social issues, and what I say when we disagree. It is going to cause me to consider my bank account and all my possessions with eyes seeking to share rather than hoard. It is going to remind me that I cannot do any of this in and of myself, but that I have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead at work in me. It is going to cause me to actually believe I have everything I need for life and godliness. If I will live like I'm loved, I'm going to shine with words and without them. I'm going to be loving others until they ask me why, and I will be ready to give them the answer for the hope that is in me when they ask. As the song says, so go ahead and live like you're loved. It's okay to act like you've been set free. His love has made you more than enough, so go ahead and be who he has made you to be. Live like you're loved. This week, let's try to focus on what Kathy said in her blog, Your journey works, or the work of your journey this week, especially since you had last week off, is to choose one of the things that Kathy said. Really meditate on it. Get some verses behind it and meditate on them. So to recap, they were, you will walk in confidence. You will believe what God says about you. You will please God, not people. You will trust God's motivation behind the story of your life. You will savor or meditate on any message that God is thinking about you. And lastly, you will shine his light. The word of the week is James 4, 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. You have as much of God as you want because the verse is very clear. If you will go closer to Him, He will come closer to you. It may not feel like it right now, but if your hope, your certainty is founded in God, there will be joy again, and you will have purpose in the life you're rebuilding. By listening to this episode, it tells me you are doing the work of grief, and I know that is not easy. If you're ready to take another step towards healing, there are more resources on my website, grief2greatday.com. If you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com Links to everything you need are in the show notes and I'll leave a link for Kathy's blog as well. They are a blessing to read. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. Keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today. For showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.